0: We began this morning by singing about the sweet June days, and these days I'm finding myself particularly struck by the beauty of this season. Sometimes stopped in my tracks by the sight of a flower, or the sound of a bird singing, or the warm evening light of summer. Maybe it's because I'm also being struck these days by a heightened awareness of all the pain and suffering in our world. The other night, my heart was so heavy with the stories of those children and their parents, arrested and separated at our southern border. I went home, and I was home by myself for a few days this week, and I just sat quietly for a pretty long while and tried to hold that pain and that sadness and not turn away from that suffering. Mindful of those families who fled violence and poverty in their homelands, I thought of the people they had left behind, those in those countries who are suffering there, which then caused me to remember there are people who are poor and marginalized and at risk all around our world, sometimes because of natural disasters, but too often because of human-made disasters, war, All kinds of injustice, poverty, discrimination. Trying to sit with this awareness of suffering from the place of my comfortable life, I remembered the words from Paul that are at the top of today's order of service. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But but that very spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. There are times, times of beauty and times of pain, when we don't know what to say. When words fail us, when words are simply inadequate to the situation at hand. Right? Right? Are there words to describe that photograph of that little girl crying as her mother is being arrested at the border? Are there words to describe that audio recording of those children in detention crying out for their parents? Are there words to describe what we, the people of this country, we, the Currently fractured and divided states of America, what we are experiencing in these days. When I don't know what to say or how to pray, still and thankfully, I have felt that presence, that spirit that intercedes with sighs too deep for words. When I am struck dumb by pain or by beauty, if I am present to that moment and don't turn away from it, then I often do sense something powerful moving in my midst something deeper than words or thoughts or feelings, like sighs too deep for words. And hasn't this been the experience of people down through the ages, the mystic sense that we are not alone, that we are companioned, especially in times of trouble. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear, for you are with me. Sometimes I despair for our country. Sometimes it seems that we have forgotten the ideals and the values that formed us. That we are here to care for one another and welcome the stranger and newcomer and work to build the common good. We have often fallen short of these ideals. You know this. But at least we said we were trying to reach them. Trying to make, as one of our former presidents put it, this a kinder, gentler America. You heard this ethos of caring for others in the Gospel reading from Matthew. The idea that we will be judged and our communities and our nation will be judged not by how we treat those at the top, those with wealth and power, but rather how we act toward those who find themselves at the bottom. For I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Mother Teresa once said, If we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. We are meant to be one human family, but we so easily forget this. Our difference and our diversity is meant to be a gift and a blessing, but too often we fear what is unfamiliar and we mistrust those who are different. But when we get underneath the surface, when we open ourselves to that spirit that is moving in our midst, then don't we remember who we are and that we do belong to one another, that we are siblings and kin, that we are beloved on this earth, not just some of us, all of us. A couple of days ago, one of my colleagues in ministry wrote, It's a good time to get louder, not quieter. And I think she's right that if there's a time to lift our voices and write letters and send our money and show up with our bodies as we are able, this is certainly it. And at the same time, I know that it's important to stay grounded and be more grounded in the depths that will nourish and sustain us. So we're focused and centered, not anxiously running around all over the place. So our well-intentioned actions will make things better and not worse. I saw several of you doing this this past week, organizing our support for that person who is now taking refuge in Sanctuary in Lowell. Others I saw of you posting on social media about the trouble these days. You spoke clearly from your own perspective and when somebody challenged you, you didn't lose your cool or respond in kind but you kept on asserting the values that undergird your faith and your commitments and this is what true strength is it doesn't require yelling or meanness or untruth it requires a deeper spiritual grounding that comes from doing your own work spending time meditating or praying or whatever it is you do to keep yourself centered and also being intentional about finding ways to be in community together finding a balance between listening and speaking between action and contemplation discerning what it is that's your work to do and what your limits and vulnerabilities are When I was in seminary, we spent a lot of time on anti-racism and anti-oppression work. But for years, I, and I don't like to admit this because it's a sign of my own privilege, this work seemed more like a side project, an extra part of my ministry rather than central and everyday work. But isn't it obvious that these days, these unresolved issues of race and other kinds of difference are central to the troubles that our nation is facing. A significant portion of Americans are freaking out these days because our country is becoming more racially and more culturally diverse. And they are threatened by that. And the rhetoric has now reached dangerous levels when our president says immigrants and asylum seekers are people who should be feared, that they are murderers and thieves who are infesting our nation. Among people who are already inclined to fear folks who are different than them, these false accusations are dangerous. Anti-racism work taught me the value of sitting with discomfort of learning about my own biases and blind spots, that my liberation is tied up with your liberation, that our diversity can and should be a blessing and not a curse, that we are meant to be one human family, that we all have work to do. The dean of the seminary when I was there was Stephen Charleston, Native American elder, citizen of the Choctaw Nation, bishop in the Episcopal Church. I took a class he taught called Spiritual Leadership, and he's one of the most grounded spiritual leaders I know. These days, Stephen writes books and writes this daily spiritual reflection that he shares on Facebook that is followed by thousands of people. Hear again what he shared the other day. This prayer for our nation. It is going to be all right. Even if it seems hard right now, even if it seems impossible, it is going to be all right. The whole story has not yet been told. The healing is still happening in ways we may not see The slow progress of justice is moving, even if beneath the surface of oppression. It is going to be all right in your life, in the life of millions more, in your well-being and in the being of the whole world. The deep current of mercy will never stop flowing. The wide arms of compassion will never cease reaching out. Believe that. Do not fear or worry. Stand strong. Trust the power of love. It is going to be all right. This is no head in the clouds kind of sunny optimism. No it is the deep faith of one who has listened long and hard before speaking, who knows how to put himself in the presence of the holy, who has walked the walk of peace and justice. My spiritual companions, this is what is needed these days and what it means to be a person of faith. To trust that there is a deep current of mercy moving in our midst. That it will never stop flowing. That we are companions and kin, making our way by the lights of the heavens, making our way home trusting that we will all get there together. Amen.